don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. And on that note, <laughs> welcome to welcome to Attack the Rack. I'm Tyler Kupke. It's Ben Gumnis. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, very much. Thank you. Coming off a big Bucks win here. Yeah, huge game one oh, man. in Milwaukee. Yeah. Losing most of the game. Losing the, I think they had one lead or like one lead, eight six. They had one lead in yeah in the first quarter, and then they didn't lead again until under ten minutes in the fourth quarter. And even then, like they had a couple times. I mean, I was watching it a couple times, man, where they were, they could have put them away, you know, and they didn't, and they were like, they were making turnovers, they were like shooting threes, like. Yeah, you know, not the right people shooting threes. Like, right. I'm sorry, Eric Bledsoe, stop shooting threes. Okay, <laughs> oh, I, come listen, on, that's mean. He's not it's, bad. It's not mean. He's not it's that telling bad. somebody to play smart and play within their game yeah. in a in a clutch moment. Okay, so I'm not saying like don't. I'm not telling him don't shoot threes, Eric Bledsoe, sure. when we're up by ten. I'm saying when we are in the Eastern Conference finals and you guys have been losing all game and you finally just got up by four points and here you are yeah you know and it's it's like crunch time and you're launching up a three when you know when you know for a fact and everybody knows that eric bledsoe your game is not to (laughs) shoot threes your game is to splash and get to the lane right and score some athletic layups make the big plays like he did hey he had a great reverse layup tonight yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Athletic. Play awesome. in your game, and it's good because he when he does that stuff, he is dangerous. He's lethal. But well, then, like, it's one of those things. Like, I'm looking at the team stats. Nobody was playing well tonight. the The Bucks had the highest team field goal percentage at you know just under forty percent, which is well, terrible. Not everybody, not no, everybody that's... did bad. You know who showed up big for us. <laughs> Splash well, Mountain. Yes, right. I, listen, that but, huge three at the end. Oh man, when he shot it though, I was of course. I, I was like, no. <laughs> I, was like, I see. Yes. But see, that's why I would rather have. That's why I would rather have Bledsoe shooting that shot. No, I would rather I have Bledsoe shooting that. I one. still wouldn't because this is why. Because in the season, even though even though uh, Lopez has struggled shooting right. the three in the in the off season, or sorry in the postseason. He has proven that he can be and is a threat out there. Um, so Bledsoe just hasn't, and he's just he's so inconsistent for for the whole yeah. time for the whole season that you, you and you yeah. know and you know if he drives he is he is a threat to score every time he drives. Is he going to score every time? No, but is he a threat every time? Yeah, sure. a really really strong threat. You put him and you – all I'm saying, he can get around everybody. I think right. if he wants to get to the hole, he can. So why pull up and try to take a three sure. then? 
Especially right. in a clutch moment. And, and when it's crunch it's time like that. It's to give himself some space so he can attack the range, though. And he does, he has shot through the three ball fairly well in the past. Not, you know, he's not, you know, Middleton or Brogdon, who I have to cut to right now. Brogdon, what a performance tonight. He was shooting 50% from the three-point line. I mean, he only took six of them. But <laughs> with everybody shooting so horribly, I think most of our three-point shooters were just hit one. Chris hit one. Yeah. Hit one. Giannis hit one. Ilyasova hit one. And all those guys that I just mentioned took three or more three-point shots. Most of yeah, them. Yeah, I actually can't. I don't even think Connaughton made one. Or no, no, he missed. He missed his only attempt. And I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> but yeah, I know. That gives me hope. Like this game was bad, and yes, Toronto was bad too, but. Kyle Lowry had his Kyle record, Lowry was ridiculous. his record three point made uh, ever, and we still won. And and that's to me, I'm feeling still very confident in the Bucks, even though it was a close win. Even though we were down the whole game, we're gonna be fine. Everybody's gonna come back shooting better. This is honestly, this is the best thing that could have happened, because we're we're not, you know, the Raptors came off that huge win. They're pumped. They're ready. They got to come to Milwaukee. They got all this fuel under them to try and get this win. We've been resting, which is great, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're able to just keep that game momentum going on after waiting so long. You know, they're just all itching to get back out there, but you can't really replicate game time uh, basketball, you know, in a practice situation necessarily. So I think this is... uh, this is a great, great win for the Bucks. Super, oh, super happy about this, how this went. Well, any win in the postseason is a great oh, win. But this one, for sure, when you kind of started to get that feeling, especially because I think they were down by at least 17 at one point. Yep. And, uh, and you start to, what was it? 13 was their, their biggest. Their uh, biggest lead? Okay, okay. Yep. So, like, either well, way, it, it, was, it was starting to get to a point where you're like, oh, boy, this feels, right. this feels pretty close to how right. that first game against Boston felt. Right, right. And but then you know you 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 know Toronto's very different team than Boston. Yes. So you don't want to lose uh, you don't want to lose at home. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose game 1. And you don't want to lose no. home court advantage against a team like Toronto. No. And um and so it, it was it was really, really cool to see him turn it around. Um, although it was pretty agonizing watching the entire game. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, was... I mean, very little portion of the game where the Bucks up, so constantly fighting through all those missed three pointers and yeah. Uh, well, they, uh, I, I have to say, like, it was while I was watching the game, I just. I obviously was pulling for them and wanted them to win, but like I just didn't get that winning feeling. Sure. Like I, I got it a little bit when we made because we kept making a couple pushes, mm-hmm. and I think what happened was we made a push right before halftime and we got within four, and this was after we had gone down to thirteen yep. points, I think, being down thirteen. Right. And then we made a push and we got it within four. And I was like, here we go. We're back. We're yep. right there. Right. And then, we, and, and then we had the ball to like bring it within two. And we turned the ball over. Either we turned the ball over or we missed a, like a, a bad attempted shot. Right. And I was like, wow. And then here comes um, Siakam and he drills a, a deep three 
right at the buzzer before halftime. And right. I was just like, well, there you go. Wow, we could have had it down by two or single digits. And right. now we're back down by seven. And then right. we made a push out of halftime. And then they all of a sudden, they we got it real close again. And then they the Raptors went back up by 10 again. And they, yep. it was like every time we made a push, the Raptors pushed back really hard and got themselves back up by 10, yep. it seemed. And I was and I felt like I felt like the whole game, whether this is true or not, I felt the whole like the whole game we were at we were just living in a ten point deficit. Right. And like we I just That's felt like we were making pushes. We were making good pushes, but we weren't making good enough pushes mm-hmm. to get over that hill. And it was really frustrating to watch. And so I I, I like really didn't have the winning feeling at all. Right. And then what made things worse was that Kyle Lowry decided to just go ham on everybody. Right. And <laughs> yeah. he was, was just himself. like, he couldn't, he could not miss. Yep. And I was just like, dude, I mean, seriously, this is, this kind of started to be, and he's it been really started so to be, right. And it really started to be apparent, like how well he was doing when we got our lead, you know, when we got the lead, you know, in the last under 10 minutes there. in the fourth quarter, you know, we, we I think we went up by six one time and then he hits a three and it's like cut yep. real close. And and then, you know, we are up by, you know, up by two. And then he gets to the free throw line and he makes both free throws and the game's tied again. And then we're back right. and forth. And like here we were, we were up by six at one point and I was feeling good. And then Kyle yeah. Lowry just pounded it out yep. until all of a sudden they were back in it again. And so that's why I was I just like, man, we can't we can't stop him on defense right now. And right. like, we're making dumb decisions on offense still, even with the lead. Yeah. And like, so I just didn't even, I didn't have that winning feeling, but the, the bucks surprised me and they showed, they showed that they're a good team. They've been today. doing it all year. Yeah, been right. Rising everybody. Yeah. But tonight they really showed that it takes, it takes a lot of character to make a push when you're down. Yeah. And it takes even more character to repeatedly do it and get repeatedly shot down. Oh, yeah. The but, then, but then push and continue to push to the point where now you win the game. That's yep. character. And That's the difference like, between the Bucks this year and last year, I think. They just they figure it out. They win the game. They don't, yeah. you know, obviously the coaching change is huge. But I think those are the, like... This kind of game last year, we would have lost. There's no way we would have won this game. It's a totally different team. Super excited. So well, that's why we didn't. Right? You know, that's why we right. couldn't beat Boston. Exactly. Is because we aren't yep. the team that we were this year. And I mean, it just—it's crazy to think about like how how actually bad of a game um, it really was. Pretty much everybody had. Uh, yeah, I mean, like even Outside like Lowry, Giannis. Really. Giannis has a double double, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like right. Giannis was literally nowhere, which right. is, which is insane because you think about like, wow, how can we say that it felt yes. like Giannis was nowhere when he scores twenty four and gets fourteen boards and gets six assists and right. then three blocks to boot? You know what I yep. mean? Like, but it just felt like he was nowhere. And it's because, I mean, that's credit to Toronto. If you watch the game sure. and you watch, yep. like, clips or, 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 like, replays or anything, anybody listening who goes out and, like, who maybe didn't see the game um, and they're watching replays, you'll see anytime Giannis got the ball, um, Gasol, uh, he was shadowing him. And yep. he wasn't playing him, but he was shadowing him. And then the minute that Giannis takes a dribble, 
all of a sudden, by the time he's in the paint, there is four, um, four Raptors completely facing him and another one like kind of like looking over his shoulder it was like literally anytime Giannis got the ball it was five it was like five on or one on five and so and then to have us not shooting well at three that's kind of what right you know that's kind of what happened but Brogdon Brogdon had a really good game um and and, and he Lopez. really really helped us yeah, well, well yeah well we talked about Lopez I know we talked about Brogdon a little bit too but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, even it's crazy because, you know, I didn't I didn't realize this either until now. I'm looking at the box score as well. That we had actually yep. three three players with double doubles. If we, you know, including Middleton, right? Um, so Lopez, Giannis, and Middleton all with right. all with double doubles, and um, and Miritich pretty close with 13.6 mm-hmm. boards too. So like. It's it's kind of crazy when you when you think about like man we didn't have it didn't seem like we were playing really good but we're sitting here with five players in double digits, almost almost six players in double yeah. digits. So basically, basically it seems like everybody who well Connaughton sorry Connaughton didn't score but Connaughton you're my boy <laughs> you're my boy out there it's okay buddy um, but I still love you yeah. <laughs> And Hill didn't score either, but it felt like anybody who, or it obviously it seems like anybody who was playing was contributing though for sure. Right. right. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's good to see. It's good to see. You know, we don't have our best game. We were definitely fighting. Um, yeah. Either either like rest was getting to us, or you know we, you know the rust because we weren't able to play in right. you know game time game time atmospheres things like that um and you could tell you could tell at first for sure toronto was still in that we that battle mode right that they were in against the sixers and the bucks were not but then you but then obviously they showed like we're still here and so even with with playing three out of four quarters not in that mode and still winning against a really really fantastic toronto team that says a lot it so does. we have definitely have a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Looking forward to this upcoming game. Yep. Uh, obviously, we could probably touch on a couple more things before we wrap this up. But uh, what do you think? Should we do off the cuff next or do you want to you wanna keep going? Well, I, I want to say one thing. Okay. I want to <laughs> say one thing. We had our – you know where I'm going. I do. I'm not going to let this come to a close without bringing this up. We talked almost the entire podcast yesterday about the draft lottery. Yep, we did. Um, and, and like, you know. Who's going to get Zion? Right. And it's all about Zion, Zion Williamson. Seriously, if you don't know who he is, um, it is well worth a Google search. <laughs> I'm out from under a rock. Yeah. It, well, right. But oh. it is well, well Sorry. worth. It's well worth a YouTube search. I mean, he is fantastic. He is an incredible athlete. He he's just like there's no way that somebody with his like body type should be doing yeah, the things that he he's doing. Playing football, it, it's it's insane. But anyway, the thing is, is that he's for sure going to be the number one pick. And the New Orleans Pelicans, they got the number one pick, and by their reactions and by all the interviews, I and mean, it's, it's rude. hands down. Yeah, it's rigged. We already know that. But, like, um, hands down, based on everybody's reactions, 
uh, uh, Zion's going first. But I yes. hear, this is what I hear, okay? I heard today um, that there are rumblings going around the NBA. So not, we're not ta- I'm not talking about people that are not affiliated with the league or with teams or with players. I'm talking about re- it was reported that there are rumblings in the NBA that Zion might snub the Pelicans and decide go he's back. not going to come into the draft and he's going to go back to Duke. It's insane. I think insane, dude. I actually, Ugh. I have decided in my mind and in my heart that I want him to go back to Duke. <laughs> because seriously, uh, I mean, that's uh, that'd be so. I feel so bad for the New Orleans, but at the same time, screw them. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Now, if it was like, if it was like Milwaukee won the first pick, yeah, and he was oh, snubbing man. us, then I would the be like, oh man. But like. But the thing is, is it, we're talking about the New Orleans Pelicans, okay? We're talking about a team that basically um, said, screw you to Anthony Davis. Yeah. And I really don't like how they handled that situation. And yeah, I'm a huge great. Zion Williams fan, okay? Williamson fan. I love, I love Zion to death. Oh. I watched him all year at Duke, him and RJ. And, um, and it's just... I. When I found out that he was going to New Orleans, I felt bad about that. <laughs> I don't want to watch New Tyler Orleans all year next year. I don't want to watch New Orleans. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. You're and right. So, like, I want him. I would much rather spend my time watching Duke and Zion return, you know, to Duke. Yeah, that, than I, I would be does spending the my NCAA nights watching have any the Pelicans. Rules about though, if he declares for the draft, no. he can't play, can he? No, listen. Yeah, he can't. Listen, you have – so he declared for the draft, okay? But what you have is – there's a lot of players that declare for the draft. And then they go to the NBA Combine. And what they do is they – a lot of players will just be there to kind of test the waters to see, like, okay. what do NBA sure. executives – what do they have to say about sure. them? And what do they – what kind of stuff do they say? Well, you maybe go back a year and really work on this part of your game and then come back next year. Right. So – and what happens is, actually, like, if I remember correctly, Grayson Allen um, did that. He went – his junior year, he declared for the draft. He went into the NBA Combine. They told him it's not quite your time. Yeah. And so you have 10 days. That's the rule. You have 10 days after the combine to decide if you want to go fully forward into the draft mm-hmm. or if you want to go back to school. So this is also why there's rumblings in the around the NBA about what Zion's going to do because he has not yet signed an agent. And he also has not yet signed a shoe deal, which is a guarantee for him. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure it is. And so, you know, those, I mean, if he signed a shoe deal, it would be over for sure because right. you can't play. You can't play in the NCAA with all their rules and regulations. But why would he, oh, man, see, I, because how dude, long, how long is the minimum rookie contract? I think it's three years. I think three it's years, three so. years, but it's going to be you have three to really, long have years to over really there. You'd really hate. <laughs> you'd have to really hate New Orleans to 
pass up on all that money because you're not only talking about his money from New Orleans and their contract and all the the publicity and all the commercials he's going you're talking about all that shoe deal that's a that's a huge amount of money and he's going to have to but wait on that You don't think those things are going to be him, be there for him they when he comes back next year well they definitely will be what i'm saying is <laughs> yeah, what what's going to happen when next year he gets picked by another team that he doesn't like like memphis right memphis ooh. i think like if he played his cards because we already know the nba lottery is rigged and we know that the nba wants zion in the league so i think if zion says you know what i'm doing i'm going back to duke sorry pelicans but i'm not sorry um that he goes back to duke i think if he came back to the draft the next year you would see who's going to win the number one pick next year. It would be a big city. Ugh. I'm just saying, I bet that would happen. So, I don't know. I mean, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to end the podcast without a at least yeah. bringing. No, that I know up you because, have. You have to mention it. It's yeah. it's a crazy thought, and who knows what'll happen tomorrow? You know, it's like I said, a crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy NBA that we got going on right now. Yeah, man. But you know what? We're we're the podcast that talks about all levels. You yep. know, here we are. We're talking a lot about NBA right now. It's true. <laughs> but it's we'll. True. We, it's 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 all that there is to talk about. I mean, how can you not? How could we not spend this much time? The the Bucks are in the Eastern Conference. Right? Yeah, it's true. When was the last? I mean, ages since that happened. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But. If you're if you're not in the NBA, don't worry, you're gonna get some love from us too. So just we'll hold back. on, yeah, for real. But yeah, so what you got? You got an off the cuff question for me? Off the cuff question for Tyler Kepke. Well, going back to our favorite Bucks, uh, Giannis, uh, like we talked about, didn't have the greatest day. Uh, here tonight uh actually him and Kawhi didn't quite a lot of points but in the fourth quarter Kawhi no joke. he ghosted two points and Giannis only had three yep. what what are they gonna do the next game you know what do they have to do individually to come back and and make it better guarantee a win for their teams um so for Kawhi I don't know if really I don't know if his lack of production in the fourth quarter ended up really being a result of something that he did as much as it was poor coaching. Mm. Like they played him, they played him so, so much. At one point he would, he had played 30 out of possible 34 minutes in the game. And you could tell in the third quarter. Okay. So in the third quarter, at one point, I, I think he had scored, all of their points wow. in in the third quarter. Yeah. So he had like 14, I think, in the third quarter, and his team had zero at mm. one point. So they were relying on him like so, so heavily. And um, you could start to see, though, towards the end of the third quarter, like he, you could tell he was getting fatigued because his, his jump shots started getting shorter. Yeah, um, sure. You know, he was, he was hitting the front, the front rim. At the front of the rim, and um, you know, you could tell there was signs of fatigue. And yeah. then they rested him, you know, at the front end of the fourth quarter. 
and then they put him in again later, obviously, um, not too long into the fourth quarter. So he played a lot of minutes, but when he came back in yep. the fourth quarter, he was nowhere. I mean, and it wasn't that actually that he wasn't trying. He was getting touches. Right. He was trying to score, and the Bucks. It, he looked like he was slow. He looked sluggish. He didn't look like Kawhi. He didn't look like the Kawhi light. He looked like, you know, somebody that was definitely winded. Right. And um, and so I think you're going to see workload change for Kawhi. Um, and, you know, I, I think because the Sixers had length, too. Right. Um, you know, they have some very tall players as well. But I think defensively, we're we're just a much better team. I think that's pretty e- easy to accept. That we're yeah. just a much better team defensively than the Sixers were, and so maybe they have to adjust because you know he's playing heavy minutes. Like they were thinking, like oh, you know he'll play. He can play the same amount of minutes or the same type of game that he did against the Sixers. Right. He's just not going to be able to do that against the Bucks because we're just much more physical and we're just yep. much better at defense. He has to work a lot harder. And you saw that actually throughout the game that he had to work pretty hard to get a lot of his looks. Yes. And um and so I think he got a lot more fatigue than they were, you know, expecting. So I think sure. you'll see his workload change. And for Giannis, I think um honestly not a great game as far as like scoring but not a bad game like 24 no, points right. is he nothing to like yeah no, nothing right. to put your nose up at but like he produced he was really you know he plays that he's such a dominant force that like everybody swarms to him all the time because there is literally nothing else you can do if you, you sit there to. and you say if you only send two players to him mm-hmm. he's gonna beat you you right. need to like do you know what everybody keeps talking about and calling like you have to build the wall around Giannis, right? <laughs> and that's that's kind of like what it is. Yeah. Um, but but that's what they have to do. And what and honestly, like as much as Giannis didn't have a, like the crazy Greek freak kind of games, right? Um, he played a good game in the fact that he wasn't trying to force stuff. He wasn't like, I'm the superstar of this team. I need to be this kind of player. Mm -hmm. He was like, he did a really good job, you know, facilitating. He did a really good job, like kicking, kicking it out and opening up shots for teammates. And he was, he was out there getting blocks. He was out there getting rebounds. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I don't know if I'd have to say that Giannis needs to do anything different. I think just like, he needs to same. just yeah he just needs to take what they're giving him sure and and just work with that and obviously i think that's what he did today and that's why he still had a really good game even yep. though it wasn't like when we talk about this would be a great game for most people but because we're talking about Giannis, it just <laughs> comparably doesn't seem like <laughs> a great game right yep but like um but yeah i just think you know you just come back out and you you take what the defense gives you and Hopefully the Bucks can actually hit some more threes because if they if they even hit if they hit you know a third half, of what they missed right right they would the game would have been a blowout right so I mean Giannis was getting people open looks yep because of how much attention he right. demands right so so I don't know if Giannis has to do anything different just kind of take what defense gives you and maybe things will open up a little bit more I'd like to see some pick and rolls so that he can oh, yeah. get some, some more looks. Mm-hmm. But, like, instead of, like, here's the ball, Giannis, carry us. 
you know, right. against five right. defenders. So, right. but that again, that comes down to coaching. So, you know, yep. Giannis doesn't call the plays. He just plays the plays. So, yep. Very but, true. yeah. So, um, I guess I have one off-the-cuff question for you okay. before we close this out. You yep. asked me about shoes nice. last time. Okay. Um, talking. Well, actually, I think we've had a couple of shoe questions. You know, yep. I asked you about the Briefly. Greek freak. Yep. And you asked me about Zion's shoe deal. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask you, who do you think has the best shoe game out there? Ooh. So I'm not talking about like current players. I'm talking, Are you talking about, about brand. I'm talking about. Well, I'm also including like Jordan. Yeah. So Jordan, Jordan is a brand. Is what you're no, saying. No, 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 no. I'm talking about players. Okay? Oh, players. Okay. But like, I, I'm, I'm counting Jordan, even though his shoe is its own brand. It's yeah. still his shoe. You know what I mean? Like, it's his stuff. So, so the question is, who has the best shoe game right now, currently? Yeah. Including mm. Jordan. Including Jordan right now. <clears throat> the first person that comes to my mind is Kyrie. I think Kyrie has the best shoe game. Mainly, I think the reason for me personally that I like his shoe game is because of what he incorporates into his shoes. He does a lot of stuff with other brands that he wants to sign up with. Like, I loved, I loved his Wheaties uh, box shoe. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I I saw his kicks. Okay. The... He had a, a Wheaties box shoe, which was just, like, I love that shoe. I thought that was so cool. Like, it would come in the box. You open it up. You probably saw it on the Kicks one, too. Uh, it, it's like a plastic bag, like a cereal bowl, and then you can literally, mm-hmm. like, pour your shoes out. Like, that's <laughs> that's so cool. Like, that's, yeah, it's so creative. And, like, the bottom of the shoe looked like Wheaties. Like, I just think that's so awesome and that's why i think Kyrie, uh, he's having fun with it he's doing he's putting his own spin on stuff and that's why i think he has the best game yeah he's got a he's got a pair of his Kyrie fives that are um a tribute to the sitcom friends right and exactly they're, they're dropping yep. in a couple days yep and right like, yeah i mean it's, he does have he is really unique what yep. he does with his shoe so cool well there you have it awesome thank you guys so much for listening check us out on facebook instagram twitter we are always excited to hear what you guys have to say please share with us what you think uh, about basketball tell us what you want us to talk about um on twitter you know follow us atr the podcast uh we are We are here to continue talking about basketball and uh, just enjoy all that comes with it. I'm Ben Gumnis. And Tyler Kepke signing out. Peace.